Hey, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. We're about a year into the pandemic, and we thought it would be worth revisiting uh, with one of our guests that we had a few months ago, Matt Morley, who's also my business partner at Pendleton Street Business Advisors. In this episode, we're gonna talk about what we've seen, what we've heard, what others have done um, during the past year to just weather the storm, literally and figuratively in some cases. Enjoy. Well, Matt, welcome back to another episode of Footnotes. Thanks. Matt Morley of Pendleton Street Business Advisors. Uh, we are partners in our business together. And so we're about a year after, you know, sort of, uh, the pandemic, um, not that it's over by any stretch, but you know we're a year later, and I wanted to catch up with you and and to see if we could put something down for people to talk about what what we've seen, what we've heard over the past year as it relates to, to business um, businesses that we work with, but also just in general and what we see in our in our research. So Matt, if we take it back to the spring of last year, almost a year ago, and we think about going the spring into the summer into the fall. What were some things and some some patterns that you saw emerging within within business as as the pandemic developed? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Um, I think I saw a lot of the things that we had been working with uh, business owners to address over the past, you know, three, four, five years. Um, that seemed like tail risks or seemed like maybe overkill at some points where we're talking about how to manage working capital and should you be buying fixed assets um, like equipment, things like that, hiring new people, you know, questioning whether that was uh, the right thing to do at that point. We saw those tail risks starting to happen. Like we saw unemployment go to double digits again, unexpectedly. Um, but were there changes that you saw where when people were reacting to the pandemic as opposed to learning to live with it or learning to work within it? Oh yeah, there was definitely a period there where we saw like, it was that whole, that, that um, let's make it through this mentality mm -hmm. for the first few months of like, what do we need to do to make it through this? And you saw people applying for the payroll protection program loans, um, cutting back on overhead, reducing costs where they could. But then I think it was probably about four or five months in. So like June, May, June, July, mm -hmm. where you really started to see, or we started to see business owners kind of realizing, okay, things may not be like this forever, but they're definitely not going back to the way they were. Mm. So we've got to use this time either to um, figure out how to make our business model work in a new environment or change our business model. What comes to mind when you think about some of those maybe old ways, if you will, or pre-pandemic ways that aren't gonna make themselves or, uh, or that aren't gonna uh, move into sort of the next normal? What what are some examples of that that, you, that you've seen? I think our, I think hiring decisions are a lot more thoughtful now. Hmm. I think fixed capital investment is a lot more thoughtful now than it was. Um, when you say thoughtful, do you think that, that businesses will be more reluctant to make those investments or will they just think about them differently? I think reluctant implies that they don't, that they're like scared of taking that risk. Mm -hmm. I think now it's a much more informed and internalized when we say risk. What is the risk of doing too much? Mm -hmm. Is that 
you know, you end up imploding because you don't have the, re you have too many resources and not enough demand or whatever the, whatever the catalyst happens to be for that business to fail. I think what people are realizing is you know, we can buy that truck, but do we need it right now? Versus we have all this cash flow from last year and we don't want to, and we want to reduce our taxes. Let's go ahead and buy a fleet of trucks. Mm. I think now we're seeing, okay, let's add what we need to when we need to, rather than planning 10 years out, what are we gonna need when we get when we get to where we wanna be? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting what you mentioned about, about spending for, for tax purposes. I think that just from my viewpoint in, 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 in the business world, um, you, you used to hear a lot of those attitudes of, you know, I've got all this money, I wanna spend it so that I quote, don't have to pay taxes or so that I can pay less taxes and I, I would, Definitely agree with you that I think uh, now sort of income taxes are seen as just yet another business expense, along with you know capital goods, payroll, you know things like that. That that it's it's just another uh, line item to be managed. It, it's not necessarily the the key criteria for making decisions, especially as you're going to as you're going to spend money. I think that's a um, personally I think that's a better way to look at it in a more productive sense for for the business. Um, so Matt, I mean, you, you spend your, your days um, thinking about um, what to say to people that are asking for help. As an advisor and as an analyst, what are some lessons that you've taken out of this period where, you know, we went through an unbelievable period for about a year of almost nonstop helping of clients and, and more helping from a from a um, urgent standpoint, not necessarily a, a slower or um, sort of lower stakes environment. What, what's changed about the way that you do your job or the way that you view your role? Um, and, well, and this might change more going forward, but, but I think what I've come to, what I've really been trying to do over the past year is to be available and not be concerned with, am I getting too far into the weeds on this? Hmm. I mean, typically we want to stay a little bit removed so that we can have a zoomed out, you know, 30,000 foot view of the company and drill down if we want to. At this point for the businesses that we've been working with for a while and even new um, new businesses that, that we've started working with over the past year, I think it's more about, I'm gonna dig in as much as I need to to really understand the dynamics of your cash flow um, because I don't want to get caught unawares when one of them changes dramatically, and you know I, di I didn't even know that was a dynamic in the in the company. So, for example, one of the companies that we work with, heading into the heading into the shutdown, one of their major suppliers said, "We're going to shut down, and we're not sure for how long. So, you better order a bunch of parts right now." Mm. And they ordered about 90 days worth of inventory. 90 days worth of inventory based on last year's sales volume. Mm -hmm. Well, 2020 sales volume is a lot lower. So they actually ended up with a ton more inventory and that company reopened in like 30 days. Oh, wow. Yeah, so mm -hmm. we've got to, it, I think that was a good example of that company learned to be more thoughtful about their deployment of cash from that. Whether the manufacturer of the, that part was was being um, 
disingenuous or not, or just trying to sell more stuff, more, you know, quicker, really is irrelevant for them. I think they learned, you know, we could have gone, we could have made it without doing that. Maybe next time we won't, because it's a huge impact on on their cash flow. Most of the other companies we work with, actually during that point, they were getting the benefit of their working capital unwinding, like inventory declining, and they're not replacing it because the sales aren't back, aren't coming back. Accounts receivable, they're collecting, and they're not replacing with new receivables because the orders aren't coming in. So as opposed to the business I was just talking about, most of the businesses we work with were the biggest risk for them was thinking that everything was okay just because they had cash in the bank. Hmm. Whereas the um, if you look forward in what's going on with the business, the reason they had so much cash is because they didn't need to reinvest it into working capital anymore. Hmm. So it's this false sense of security. So. It's kind of, uh, no client is, is the same. No business is the same. So it was interesting to see that differing dynamic there where you have this um, really kind of uh, a belt and suspenders type of approach where they're, where that client's saying, we're going to buy everything we think we might need for the next 180 days because we don't know what it's going to look like to another business that's just like, we're just going to keep doing what we do. And luckily, we've got cash. Both of them had issues and risks to, to talk about, um, but they were totally different. Mm -hmm. And I realize I'm talking for, for a long time on this one, but it's almost the opposite coming out of it now, where you had all that working capital unwind going into the, into the shutdown, giving companies a lot of cash and giving them a false sense of security. Well, similarly now, a lot of companies are seeing sales pick up significantly, but I think they're underestimating the amount of investment they're gonna to have to make in building back up that working capital. Mm. Um, so we're actually trying to make sure that we're talking about that with clients and showing them what it could look like when they get, um, when demand comes back for yeah. real. It's sort of like, um, I think I have analogized it like that couch to 5K mentality. You know, it's like we were we were in shape and we were running races, if you will, uh, companies were, and then you you had this thing that changed business that literally made them slow down. You know, they, they sort of laid on the couch, if you will, for a period of time, and for a lot of good reasons. But I think what I'm hearing you say as they're preparing to get off the couch and get back into running shape, if you will, that you know, they're, they're not used to having the money needing to circulate around their company between receivables and payables. And they've got to get that circulation back up again. But just like with our own bodies, to increase the circulation, you have to have more exertion, more energy. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say, that the use of the money in the business is like sort of re-energizing yourself to go from that couch to, to, to 5K again. And yeah. I think that you're right, that that is lost on a lot of business owners, that when you do have a slowdown um, and cash begins to pool up because you're not spending it, you also know you're not taking it in, but you're not spending it as much either. But then I think in that cycle up, I think people underestimate the amount of sort of energy, if you will, it takes, i.e. use of cash to go back on the upswing. Yeah. How are you, what are you seeing, 
you know, in that kind of that couch to 5K model, I mean, what are what are you seeing that successful companies are are doing to to manage that transition or that that ramp up? Well, and, and let me caveat this by saying it's not too late to do this, but what we were working with our clients on during this process was like, send us your data so we can understand what you have so that we can then understand what you will need and help you figure out how to get that. So for example, on the inventory side of things, I don't think we've ever drilled down to the point where we're doing an, an analysis of the individual um, SKUs or, or individual products that a company has in inventory to determine you know, how long it would take them to sell through that individual part. We're doing that now to help this client determine what inventory do I actually need to be buying? Mm. And they have they have actually hired a different, like they moved some, the person that was working on inventory management, they moved to a different position and hired somebody that has experience with that specific function because it's the core of, I mean, it, their inventory can make or break their business. So that's just an example of, of the kind of difference that we're looking at now. But I say it's not too late because the data that you have, I mean, I don't care if you've been around for three years or, you know, 30 years, the data that you have available to you is a treasure trove. Hmm. If you can take it and organize it in a way to get information out of it. And that's what we're really trying to help our clients with right now is not just QuickBooks data, but other systems that you use. How do we pull those things together to give you a good picture of your business? Yeah, you know, I remember a previous conversation we had on, on a different episode where you talked specifically about turning data into information, you know, and, and making that that uh, distinction there between those two things that you hear a lot of business owners, you know, talk about. There's no business owner that doesn't want to know things about their business or to know what's going on or to understand what's happening, you know, on their income statement. Um, but a lot of times it, it seems that they are just looking at data, you know, but they're curious about how do I make this mean something to me in terms of turning it into a way to make better decisions um, for, for, for them. So, well, thanks for uh, checking in and, and talking to us a little bit about an update about what we've seen. I mean, we've certainly been through a lot. Um, we've been through a lot in a lot of areas over the past year. Um, businesses are, are no different. Um, but, but thanks for, for giving us an update on what you're seeing and, and also I think in helping people understand, I think this is, this is a, a footnote is that there are things that you can do and understand about your business, even from past data that can help you move forward into the future. Um, and that it's probably worth, um, you know, spending time to do that. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me again. Thanks.